Hi fam, I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And we are the Gabby Girls. Hi everyone, this is Katie. And this is Ginny. And welcome to the Gabby Girls. This is our first episode. This is going to be a weekly podcast dropping on Mondays. We're going to record on Thursdays. And we are going to talk about a plethora of things, lifestyle, hobbies, gossip, relationships, pop culture, and just getting through the day. Um, This is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. I went to school for broadcasting. Uh, I feel like I give good advice. People ask for it a lot. I'm up to date on the world news and pop culture, and I just feel like this is something I can do. I've struggled with actually getting it done and starting the process because doing a podcast solo is super daunting. I didn't have a specific niche that I'm really interested in or that I'm really knowledgeable about. And that's why I asked Ginny to be my co-host because she is a naturally curious human just like myself. Yes, I am. I One thing about me is I love to ask questions. <laughs> so I thought about doing a podcast as well, a solo podcast, but then... I recorded my first episode and it was just me asking myself questions. So I was like, this, this just won't do. (laughs) So when Katie asked me to join her, it just felt right because we both have a ton of hobbies and know oddly specific facts about lots of random things because we both like to ask questions. (laughs) So welcome to our podcast. Yes. So Ginny, do you want to start off and just tell the people where you're at in life and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm 28. I am currently living in New Hampshire with my parents. Um, I went to college in Tampa. I'm a software engineer, and I've been working from home since COVID started. Um, But I broke up with my boyfriend about a month ago, and so I'm back in my parents' basement with my dog, Jagger, and we are hiding mostly. (laughs) Surviving. Surviving. Yes. Yes. But on the track to thriving. (laughs) (laughs) On the track to thriving. (laughs) Cool. Well, I am also 28. Um, I grew up in Vermont, right across the border from Ginny. We actually went to kindergarten together and then we had a little bit of a separation through elementary and middle school. And then we ended up going to the same high school when I transferred to the high school that Ginny went to. And we were friends kind of like off and on throughout high school, but then we really hit our stride in college. And since then, we've really maintained the friendship. You know, we've had times where we haven't talked, but it's never had animosity or bad feelings. It's just, that's just how life goes. Um, I currently live in Philadelphia, but I just actually bought a house in Florida. So I'm moving in the next couple of months to Florida. Very exciting. Uh, I have a long-term partner named Boyd. We've been together for four years and we have a little dog named Bennett. And Bennett looks like Jagger's son. Yes. (laughs) It does. It's so cute. They're both so cute. Yes. The doodle type. Um, So to kind of start off this podcast today, we just want to Uh, get to know each other a little bit better so you guys can get a feel of what this is going to be like. So I'm going to start off with asking Ginny what her favorite Bravo show is. Okay, so I have to say my favorite Bravo show in the past has been Real Housewives of New York, okay? The Sonya Morgan, I mean, Ramona Singer, we need that. Now they're revamping Housewives of New York. They have a full new cast. So... I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I'm cheating on Sonia by 
enjoying this new season. So I have to say that my new favorite show is Vanderpump Rules. I've been watching this. It's always been on my list since the first season, but they're giving us so much right now. I mean, everything. So they're, they've moved up. Number one. How about yeah, you? They're serving. Um, I am a big Real Housewives girly. I I watch almost every single franchise, as depressing as that sounds. No, um, me too. <laughs> I, like it's hard I, to pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah, I really love Beverly Hills. I just like the reason why I watch the show is I watch it for luxurious lifestyles and the glam jets yeah right. i'm not into like the fighting jersey stresses me out a little bit potomac stresses me out a little bit and then the season of atlanta is really stressing me out because i just feel like all they're doing is screaming at each other i'm a big kyle richards fan i love erica jane she can like do no wrong in my mind i resonate with a lot of who she is um so i think beverly hills is kind of my it would be my if i had to choose one beverly hills agreed and you know they have like such a a strong cast um, mm-hmm. and a long cast. Like most of the ladies on Beverly Hills have been on the show for so long and they just keep serving looks. <laughs> it's I like know. amazing. Every, and I feel like every year they look better. I agree. They are, I think like Kyle, she's in her prime. She is just awesome, and I love that mm-hmm. she's just a good time girl. And I also love that I, I believe that she's still sober. She quit drinking. And I, there's actually been a couple other housewives. I know Gina is sober right now, or California sober, I guess. Mm-hmm. I really love that some of these housewives are kind of taking the initiative and, and starting out the sober journey um, and normalizing it for other people who don't necessarily have alcohol dependency issues. It's just like a lifestyle choice. Which I, I agree, because you know what? On When you're watching, t- you're watching these shows, like – they're always drinking. So mm-hmm. if you don't drink or you're someone who's like, I don't know if I want to be drinking and you're watching these shows and I don't know, maybe some people look up to these ladies or their lifestyle to see a few of them like taking care of their health and choosing not to drink. It's inspiring. So I agree, I, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's like amazing to see that and in, in the honesty and yeah. And I hope it leads to like a little bit of better TV instead of just like drunken fights. I'm then- so sick of the drunk fights. Yeah, and, like, the throwing of the drinks and the getting mm-hmm. aggressive. It's just – it's kind of – it's just too played out. Like, that was really – that was a wow factor, you know, seven, ten years ago. But now I'm just tired of the narrative, and I want to see unity and fun and, like, spending dollars. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Agreed. Drop the bag. <laughs> Let's go. Take us to Chanel with your private shopper and show us how much you spend. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Like, I want to see the receipt. I seriously do. Sometimes they say, like, oh, I spent this there. I want to know, like, an itemized list, though. <laughs> I love that. I love when Kyle has to call Mauricio and be like, hey, I can I drop 10K on this? And he's like, yeah, baby, do it. I'm like, oh, goals. <laughs> I know. Same. I'm, like, calling myself, though. I'm like, can you do this? <laughs> and the bank account says no. 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 <laughs> no. Bank of America said no balance assist on this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, okay, so talking about designer brands, what do you feel like is the most overrated brand? And then what is your favorite designer brand currently? Okay, so I'm going to start by saying I don't really have a favorite. Like, in terms of originality, I like Gucci bags because I think that they, it's not all about like their logo, right? Um, they have like the snakes and they have patterns and I like that, the florals. And I find, like, Louis to be sometimes boring. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to see an LV on everything. Like, it's not – that to me is not style. It's just, like, a brand. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I'd I'd say probably. I, you're gonna hate this, but my least favorite is probably Chanel. <laughs> wow. I I know crazy crazy wow. comment, but I just find their clothes are classic, their bags are classic. I just I hate the quilt look. I'm not a pearl girl. I'm not. I don't want to see the little C's on my buttons. I just I, mm-hmm. to me I like. And the housewives love it. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey. They, like, go crazy for Chanel on that show. And I'm just like, why, though? Like, you could be looking fabulous in something more fashionable than that. Just mm-hmm. plain mm-hmm. to me. It's just the totally. brand. Like, if it didn't yeah. have the Chanel on it, they wouldn't be wearing that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't think Chanel pushes the boundaries with fashion. Or right. that's not really what they're known for. They're definitely known for, like, classic silhouettes and they're kind of classic staples. I think Sophia Richie has had a really... I think she's she's been very uh, momentous in their resurgence in their popularity because kind of this like rich girl aesthetic is very much twenty twenty three, right? And that is her style that like clean, classic proper classic cut. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if they start to push the boundaries a little bit as they're becoming more popular with the younger generation. Albeit if people can afford it, because Chanel is just so damn expensive. It is, but I hope they do because I'd love to see that. Like, I just feel like their pieces are just the same that I've yeah. we've been seeing. Like, and I get I just get so sick of seeing the logos, like the YSL high heels with the YSL heel. Like, I give know. me a break. I know I'm tired of YSL. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> so what? What? Give me yours. All right, uh, I'm gonna go completely against your grain, and okay. I'm gonna say I feel like Gucci is the most overrated uh, designer brand as of right now. I am very tired of their bags. I am very tired of their G's. I'm, um, I'm so sick of the belt buckles. I feel that. like The I belt buckles, yeah. the, the purses in the belt bags that we're seeing with like that same kind of Gucci pattern. Um, I just, I'm tired of it. And I also, this may be a little snotty of me to say, but I just assume that like 90% of the bags that I see out there are fakes. Mm-hmm. And I think Gucci's are just really easy to replicate. And the shoes um, too, yeah. Yeah, oh my god, the Gucci slides, like, let's just re- retire them for good or get some cooler ones that are not so obvious. Like, I am not a, a brand-in-your-face girly. My favorite designer right now is Off-White. I think they are just so dope. I love streetwear. I love the blend of streetwear with luxury. And, I, um, you know, Virgil was just such a visionary in the fashion world. Um, I will say, though, that... Pharrell's newest uh his uh show with Louis last week I didn't necessarily love every single piece but I loved the direction that he was going I think that kind of like that pixelated look is something that we're going to be really seeing uh mm-hmm. going into like the, the fall vision. and the winter yeah I like the vision and I actually heard a theory that um it's his inspiration may have been Minecraft and it's like the building blocks oh, and this is oh, just the, the foundation yeah his foundation of like the building blocks. And so he's like building, you know, Louis Vuitton back up as a brand. And so I'm really, Thank really God. excited to see where Pharrell goes. Cause he's just so cool as a person. Um, yeah, he has, he girl. has style. Like, it, like I, I'm interested oh, to see that. Endless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So the last question I'm going to ask you is what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Okay, so I have one thing about me is that I can go down a rabbit hole (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) So I have a lot of favorite conspiracy theories. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I have one favorite. I think we need to do a whole episode on this because we have a lot to discuss and dive into. But just like 
my one of my core favorites, I guess, is the moon landing. Um, just we'll get into the details in another episode, but the shadows are wonky. There's no stars in the photos. Like the crosshairs are missing in some of the pictures. It's just so strange. There's so much off. Um, so do you believe anyone's ever been to the moon or do you believe that we just haven't been to the moon? I think that people have been to the moon since. I just don't think that first original moon landing happened. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then of course we have, you know, everything that's going on right now with Titan, Ocean Gate, Titan. Um, yes. I not sure the conspiracy there yet. Uh, I have read a couple Shh. things just like that. It is a conspiracy. Um, that it could be fake, but all I know is I read some facts about the ocean and the Navy's like rescuing of ships and humans and going into the ocean. And I will just say that the numbers don't make sense um, for a lo- any logical person to like sign up for this. Uh, Spit it's the just, facts, girl. Spit the facts. Yeah, it's just it's so crazy. So. The Titanic is over 13,000 feet underwater. So Titan is going down that's that far. Two, that's two Grand Canyons. That's just to put it into perspective. That is the yeah. depth of two Grand Canyons. If you've, if you've been, you know how intense that is. Right. So, and this is not a submarine. This is not an autonomous, whoa, this is not an autonomous ship. Um, it needs a mothership to launch. So it can't, it, it, there's no GPS in this thing. They have no contact with the mothership besides messaging and they're using you know the the controller to control the ship based on messages sent from the mother and it's text messages right text messages what's really getting me text messages yeah text messages so okay so they're going down thirteen thousand feet right well the navy the maximum depth that they will go on a rescue mission is two thousand feet so right there you're already counting yourself out for if something were to happen that's it. Now, the next thing that doesn't make any sense to me is that the Navy can go much further. They can go 20,000 feet down to recover items off the seafloor, but they can only recover up to 4,000 pounds, and Titan weighs 20,000 pounds. So, again, no, there's no saving, there's no pulling up Titan. Um, and the ship is also, it's meant to float, so it was meant to resurface. The fact that they're bolted in there with 17 bolts. There's no way out. Like, it's just... And all the people that are said to be on this, on Titan, are all smart and intellects, you know? They've all... Most of them have experience diving. So I look at this, and it just it doesn't add up to me that anyone would sign up for that, um, just from a quick lo- logical standpoint. Sure. Yeah. My immediate rebuttal is, do you... Do you think that it's kind of a God complex? Like once you start to have hundreds of millions of dollars in your bank, which most of these people did, do you think it's just like they just don't believe that they can die? I do think that. And a lot of these people had had dove before. And I just think for them, it's like, well, I can pretty much do whatever I want. I have the money. I paid this much money to get on this boat, $250,000. Like someone will save us. I do think that. I think that when you have enough money... You think there's a way out of anything. Yeah. That was really what I was thinking when the search was still happening and when we didn't really know what the outcome was going to be. I just, I, it just, you know, altogether they probably have over a trillion dollars at their disposal. It just shows that money truly cannot buy you safety. 
if you're at the bottom of the ocean and they don't know where you are, they don't know where you are. Doesn't matter right. if you have a dollar or a hundred million or a hundred billion, you're screwed. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the underwater is, you can't hear things. You can't, it's just, it's so different. And it's like, so we don't know that much about the ocean. It makes me believe that space is safer because of, you know, I've, I've been scuba diving just once and I only went 30 feet underneath the ocean. So light was still there and everything, but you feel the pressure, you feel the weight, you know, if you, uh, have you scuba dived before? I haven't, but I, um, used to actually dive like, um, diver off of diving boards and stuff. Nothing crazy, but even at the bottom of a pool, that's 25 feet. You can feel the pressure like in your ears and your, you feel that. I was just about Uh, to say, you have to, you have to like decompress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every 10 feet you go down and you, you know, you can, it is painful if you don't, if you go down too fast or if you come back up too fast, it's, it's, it's painful. Um, so the thought of people basically going down 13,000 feet, which is almost three miles underneath the ocean in a basically a minivan, like a glorified right. minivan. It just, I, I mean, I don't, you would not catch me there. You would not catch me there. And it's also freaking me out that I haven't, we haven't really seen a lot of pictures of the ship. Like, and I know this isn't necessarily a good comparison, but Krista McCullough, when she died in the, she was the teacher that um, went to space and the shuttle like exploded. Mm-hmm. There are so many pictures of her though, like in her suit, like it's, it's sad because she passed away, but like she did that. And there's images and pictures of that. We don't see, I haven't seen any of that, you know, like it's just so weird to me how hush hush it is and you'd think that they're going down this is a big trip for them like that i thought the exact same thing i would think it would be documented yeah you would think they would put some instagram posts like Mm -hmm. ocean gate would want to be like our 13th voyage or whatever the number is because i've seen kind of mixed i've seen mixed numbers on that i've heard it was their third i heard it was like they've done over 12 you know i don't yeah I i was reading about that too like i read that they went down to the actual titanic three times or this was the third time but they've done that dive like the amount of feet, the, whatever, the same depth yeah. in a different place. More than 12 times. So I did yeah. yeah. And also to go back to like the vessel itself, you would think it would be like all glass. So while you're there, you're like looking at the Titanic, almost like you're You can actually it. see it. Right. It's a dinky 13 inch computer monitor. Like it is nothing. Like you're paying a quarter or a, yeah, a quarter of a million dollars to go down way below the ocean to look at on a shitty grainy screen like right like there's a window on one end but it is so small like and it's, it's pitch black down there no sunlight yeah, you can't see yeah, yeah. it's crazy and like, it, may, it doesn't i would just be scared a mermaid or something was just gonna pop up and then just like i would just be terrified and that would that would send me into a whole other panic attack moment but <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the ocean we don't need to see. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> I honestly, biggest fear, like, I, I'm fine with, like, the beach, but, like, the ocean itself terrifies me. Just Oh, my God, me too. Like, I'll go, I'll go in the water, but I need to be able to, like, touch my feet on the ground. I don't like not being able to see. If the water's murky, you won't catch me in it. Like, yep. No, yeah, I was a little bit scuba diving. I don't, I, I was in Mexico, so it was very clear and light and everything. So I, I wasn't, I didn't have anxiety doing it, but I definitely was, like, what if a shark just pops up? Like, yeah. Like, what do I do? I'm not prepared. (laughs) Right. And they, they could, they live there. Yeah. Like that's their home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, really interested to see what information comes out. Um, and then just to kind of go back to the conspiracy theory side of this, I'm wondering if this was kind of, you know, people are, people are, um, floating the idea that this was a ploy just to get more funding for Ocean Gate, that this was some sort of weird way for these people who like may have life insurance, crazy life insurance policies to make more money, which I don't really understand how you could need more money if you're a billionaire or an almost billionaire. Right. Um, Ugh, I hate it here. I know. So very interested to see. And just, you know, I think there was some sketchiness with like the Navy because they said that they heard, they think they may have heard the implosion. The Right. And then you're still sending out the Coast Guard to look like, give me and a break. Did, and did they alert the families immediately? And then the families knew that information for two days. So at least they had some peace of mind or were they on edge like the rest of the world? Like thinking Maybe even having hope. Yeah. Right. Like I woke up at 6.58 that morning and I was like, well, because it was, they were supposed to end be out of oxygen at 7 a.m. on Thursday right. or Friday morning. Yeah, or that was, was like the deadline. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I guess that's it. And then, you know, a couple hours later, they come out saying that they found debris. And I was like, that's convenient that a couple of hours after the deadline, you're saying that you found stuff. Right, because it's like after the deadline, it's like they you'd expect them to be dead anyways. So it kind of felt like, I, I feel the same way that you're saying. Like, it was very convenient. Yeah, and then it was all the fact that it, a little too convenient. The fact that it was so close to the Titanic, you know, it was yeah. only sixteen hundred feet, which is a mile. So it's not, or no, it's not a mile. Sorry, it's um, it, you know, sixteen hundred feet is not that far. Like it just, I don't no. know. It just felt a little like mm, there's going to be some more information. And then the overarching question, which I've heard, is who the hell is going to pay for this? Which country? Because it could be between. France, the United States, Canada, and all the other countries that came out and helped, or is it responsible for Ocean Gate? Which I personally think it is. Like this is your yeah, your monkey, your circus. You pay for it. Like, and, but the problem with that though is they won't. Like, if they're in charge of paying for it and doing that, like, wouldn't you think they'd just be like, no, we're just not going to do that. We're well, going to not like conduct these investigations and whatnot. Maybe not the investigations, but I feel like the Coast Guard needs to like send them a bill for ten yeah. mil or whatever it is, and be like, "Hey, we just we just had hundreds of people working around the clock, trying. You know, how many planes using all these resources? Robots. And the crazy thing is, is they probably had already known what had happened at that point. Right, right. Like, what a waste of money. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that that's what our taxes are going to. <laughs> right, and that's really what it sucks is that it's probably going to end up be taxpayer dollars. So, like, you and I mm-hmm. are going to, you know, and collectively all of us are going to be funding this, and it's just like. I wish we could have a choice, you know? (laughs) It's wild. And especially like risks like that, that should be for the public. I think to have some say in it, like to have some risks, these risks, and then still do it. And it's costing all this, like that's wild. Or you know what? Idea going forward, because the only people that can afford it are people that can afford it. Have them put up $10 million uh, as a deposit. So that if another search, situ- right. right. So if another thing mm-hmm. like this happens, they've got f- five fifty million dollars pooled together, so they can they can search it out, and then we're off the hook as taxpayers, and so is the Coast Guard and all the other people that got sent out to deal with this for the past week. Um, yeah, yeah. Tax the rich. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like that's the whole thing. Just doesn't even make it. Doesn't none of it adds up. No, it's not, it doesn't add up. Yeah, so I'll be interested as more information comes out. It's just crazy that, like, it was just supposed to be an eight-hour trip and they brought, like, sandwiches and water. That's just, like, what blew my mind. I was like, you don't even have provisions? Like, why? Like, what? What? Like, you didn't think about bad things happening? I know. Like, why wouldn't they prepare them more? They even, I saw the document that they signed and it was like, 
it, it basically said that there's a possibility of death and whatever. And yeah. they had to sign that waiver. And I would just think that if those are the risks, which they were, there'd be a lot more training in, involved and just precautions within the ship. Well, and then I think about the billionaire who, I don't know his name, but I know his son's name, Suleiman. Like, you know, there are a lot of, um, like, my company, our, our C-level, our, our um, higher-ups are not allowed to travel in the same plane together in case someone mm-hmm. goes down. The fact right. that you put your son and yourself in this position, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's like a very cavalier kind of mindset. Like, Right. And I was reading too that like the kid didn't even want to go. I've, yeah. I've heard mixed reports on that. And that could just be like, you know, gossip, but, or whatever. Yeah. But I heard that, but that was one of the yeah, first things no. that we heard was like that kid didn't want to go. Yep. And, um, you know, wanted to do it for a bonding thing with his dad. And yeah. I'm just like, sheesh. Mm-hmm sad and you trust your parents to put you in like safe situations well and especially like you know i guarantee they had he had his lawyer look at that document you know they had to have had people do research on this project to make to deem it safe enough for them to because you know if you're if you're if you are worth that much money there are a lot of people who want to keep you alive because you are like if you die that's a lot of people to be affected right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not you know like if i die my dog is affected right you know <laughs> yeah like if i die same my dog just lives with my parents now right right <laughs> like i'll be okay when you're employing arguably like thousands of people with whatever companies he owns and you know it's just yeah if you're it's messy death, yeah it's super messy super mm-hmm. super super messy another conspiracy theory that i guess it's not really a conspiracy theory any longer is aliens um it's something that i've always been interested in and definitely believed in um i watched i don't know if you watched this the documentary with bob lazar it was on netflix oh yeah i I love bob i'm so intrigued by space yes and aliens and bob lazar i he's also just so um normal well-spoken yeah yeah. he's so normal and well-spoken and it's just like so easy to listen to him i love i love it yes um and i love that he spoke out Yeah, so I think we'll do an episode where you and I will bring to the table kind of our thoughts and feelings around aliens because there's just so many different theories on what they are, who they are, where they are, why they be. Why they are. Yeah, why they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And so... And like who we are to them. Yes. How we fit into their world. I'm so interested in that. And honestly... And the dimensions and... Yes, yes. And honestly, um, with the government releasing more documentation about... Uh, aliens and really being honest that they have known about them for years and that they are they are real it has given me a lot of hope because um one of the theories that i it just resonates with me is that aliens are our future selves um and so that's Mm -hmm. that's a little bit that's that's reassuring to me to think that this isn't my only experience in this universe you know once i pass i can go back to my alien self and be like beep boop booping around different universes and like right this is you're just this is just your human experience yeah this is just like i was joking with my friend yesterday and i was like you know my soul was just ready for some suffering so i came down to earth like i always say that that's how i feel like neurodivergent that's how i feel like i was just like dropped on the wrong planet Mm. like and i will be taken i feel like someone's gonna take me i feel like we chose (laughs) i'll be be taken back soon i feel like we i I think this kind of getting you know this is getting a little bit into it but um here we go here we go welcome to the podcast uh i believe that our souls choose when they want to be on earth 
And so I believe that every person that's here is meant to be here and we chose to be here for a certain reason, whether it's like to learn a lesson or go through suffering or evolve further. Um, and I'm sure most of you have heard this, this, uh, this quote, but we're, we're not human beings trying to have spiritual experiences. We're spiritual beings having, trying to have human experiences. And that really, really, really hit my soul because that's how I've always felt. I've always felt I'm a little bit different. I think a little bit different. I move a little bit different. And um, to, to know Navigate that... Navigate the world a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. to know that I'm a spiritual I, I, being just like trying to get through a human experience was, was, was reassuring and calming for me. I... It's so funny that you say that because a lot of times when I'm having like a hard day or something, I literally just have to remind myself like this is just the human experience. Yes. Like, like just take a breath, just ride it out. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 No, it's, um, yeah. yeah, I've had, I've had like, I don't want, I don't want to say like a spiritual awakening, but I think I've really just kind of like felt solidified in my spirituality in the past year or so. And it's really kind of given me a sense of calm, um, when it comes to like getting older and passing and going to the next dimension and like what my, what my soul journey is and all that kind of thing. Um, and, and so I'm very like, cool with whatever happens like because I just know that this isn't going to be it and this is just like a chapter in my book of like being on earth yeah same I used to get so stressed about the future Mm -hmm. like so stressed and now I'm just like you know what whatever and not even just the future anything that would happen like a breakup or something like that for some reason I would hold on so tight and then I think when I turned like 25 is when I had something similar, not like a spiritual awakening, just kind of like I felt like I had some perspective maybe of my life and like how I interact with other people and whatnot. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Yeah. I I think of it like always as like, don't sweat the small stuff and like most things in life are small stuff. You know, right. Like everything that happens is just makes you who you are. Right. And it may seem really big in the moment or for like a week or whatever, but I always just try to remember like in a year, am I going to be as worked up about this? Probably not. You know? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Like big picture, zoom out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely difficult when you're like in the throes of it, but, um, yeah, I think like breakups, yeah. Breakups when you're in your, when you're young, it's like, life it feels like your life is ending feels life ending yeah 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 yeah, I just and then you grow up and you're like oh well it's I mean maybe I'm sad but if if we were meant to be together we would yeah and we'll always come back to each other that's like oh and that's right that's really one of my big resonations is that um yeah let them go and if they come back then they're yours you know and yeah yeah um one of my coworkers, their daughter who's like 13 or 14 she just went through her first breakup and she said she was like crying on the couch for two weeks and I was like been there can remember it can remember the pep talk my dad came and sat on the couch and he was like look I want you to feel your feelings but like you gotta pull it together (laughs) reel it in this man was not gonna be your future relax (laughs) my dad was like you're in I remember my dad was like you're in high school you're gonna go to college you have so much life left ahead of you you're not gonna sit around here and cry over a boy and I was like yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. I have to. Let me cry. Who was the breakup? Josh. Uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, it was like my yeah. first serious relationship. And I was like so upset. Oh, my God. My sister brought me like a pillow pet 
that thing and I remember just holding it and crying just Wait, like do you want to talk about how why that was so traumatic and what role I played in that break yes okay oh my god this is an amazing story so good for the plot uh so I was dating this guy I named him already that's a bummer um so I was dating this guy in high school and I had heard that from some girls on the soccer team that Katie had said that he hooked up with someone at a party. So I asked him about it and he was like, no, I didn't. I was like, well, then you need to, I want you to talk to Katie about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd like to see this. And I asked Katie too. And she was like, I just, I hurt. That's what I, you know, I was there or whatever. You were so uncomfortable. Oh, I remember it was in the hallway and you, it was in the hallway and you said, come here. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I was like, come here. And because we weren't getting along. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, she's starting rumors. Yeah. And, and I was at the so, party. I saw it. I was not, it was not conjecture. It was not like me retelling a story. Like I saw him hook up with his ex. And right. So I was on I'm, the soccer team with his ex. So it was like major for me to know this. Yeah. Continue. So, so I made him confront her. I yeah. was, I was standing right there with both them. And I was like, did this happen? And, and, um, Katie, like he looked her in the eyes and he was like, no, it didn't happen. I don't know why you're saying that. And Katie was just like, okay, yeah, it didn't happen. And that was it. Um, and then it turns out that it did happen by the way. I found out like four months later. Yeah. That was crazy. That's some psychopath stuff to look someone in the eyes and lie like that. (laughs) I feel like I, maybe I'm remembering it differently, but I think at first I was definitely trying to be like, no, I'm not lying. Like I'm not a liar. Yeah. Because you were talking to me at first and then I made him like. Yeah, get in like, the middle. Yeah. yeah, I was like, like, what happened? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yep. Nope. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no. Just looking out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. For real. Definitely saw that. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, that was Gosh, crazy. No, I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, the pillow pet, the tears, my dad's like, we're not doing this. <laughs> like, you're right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on that note, that is the first episode of Gabby Girls. I hope this was a good taste of what you're going to be getting. We go on tangents. We talk about high school and drama and relevant topics that are happening right now. And we hope you stick with us. Um, And we hope that you comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, We need you. So please do that. Also, please ask questions. Like, we love questions, and we have a lot of questions, so please add yours, because I, like, I'm always looking for a new perspective and ways to think about things. So let us know what you want to hear from us, what you want us to talk about, if you if there's anything in mind. Um, and welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.